Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Baseball is in full swing, and you could be part of the action all season long at DraftKings.com, the official daily fantasy partner of Major League Baseball. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments, just instant cash and instant gratification. Why wait until the end of the season to get paid when you could win huge prizes every day at DraftKings? It's like a brand-new season every time you play. Every single time you want to play, you go to DraftKings.com, and it's like... Opening day, pick your pitchers, pick your position players, and you pick up your cash. That's it. That's how you win. Ask this guy, Peter from Colorado. Look him up. Guy named Peter from Colorado. Last year, this guy won a million dollars in one fucking day. Check this guy out. Peter from Colorado. Go to DraftKings.com. Guy won $1 million in one day simply by playing fantasy baseball at DraftKings.com. New contestants start daily, so hurry to DraftKings.com right now and use promo code RAPAPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T, to play for free in today's $10,000 fantasy baseball contest. That's DraftKings.com. I'm in here. This is called the Gloom Tomb, Bill. The Gloom Tomb. The Gloom Tomb. I'm in here with my man, Bill Burr. And I feel, I feel like I was thinking about, I was feeling like, you know, like how to conduct this interview. First of all, have you done, you've done other people's podcasts, right? Yeah, I've done a bunch of them. You, you know what I, you know what I wanted to tell you? And I say this with all due respect, let me make sure. Uh, you're like a, 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 a lone wolf. You're a lone red rabid wolf. <laughs> Sound like my wife. No, you're, cause you're like a, you're like a lone wolf. And cause I told this to you when I did your podcast that you said something to me. When I, when I first met you when we were doing The Heat, which went on to make 
Zillion millions dollars. of dollars. Millions of dollars. And I feel like I got a residual you, check for like thirty-eight bucks. Yeah, I got one for like forty-two dollars. <laughs> and and I somehow, but but you know, I I, I you know, and I, and I feel like Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy got a lot of credit, but I felt like we were carrying those fucking girls. Uh, I don't know. You're talking about two Oscar winners, yeah, right? Melissa's I, gonna. No, Melissa hasn't won yet, but she's gonna get her. So no, no, no I, I feel like somehow or another, like you know, Michael, like, if they ever put both our faces on the poster and not those two, that movie would have made forty-two dollars. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> but That's how met, it works. We met do it during the heat, but you said something to me, and, and like it wasn't like you. I don't remember exactly what you said, but you were talking about stand up, and you were talking about having the ability <clears throat> to sort of be your own man in regards to your stand up, and not being a slave to being an actor and to being, uh, uh, you know, just a hired gun. Because you're, you know, as far as being a stand up, you can go, you can do your own thing. I don't know how it works in terms of like booking and all that shit, but basically, like you're your own commodity. Yes, and, and I don't I, have to ask other people to work. With, which kills me with actors is like once I prove myself as a comedian, he's funny. I'll start getting work, and then once I prove myself as a draw, I don't. You know, when I call Houston, whatever, to do a gig there, I don't have to reprove myself. Whereas right. an actor, you literally can win a, a, an award. It doesn't matter. You can win an award, and then it just takes one person. To be, I don't know. You want to go younger? You want to do this? I don't know. I don't see him as a dad. It's just like this dude just won an Oscar. Or this woman just just won an Oscar. You, like, doesn't that say that they're an actor? They can become what you need to become. So, I I watched a lot of comics growing up, basically more so growing up in this business where they would build up this following and then they'd start doing movies or TV and they would let the stand up go. Ah. And then you know it's really hard. After you made it as a comic, you have to keep, I feel, you have to keep going out there because what happens is, is your fan base, as you then get your TV show, you take five, seven years off. Somebody goes from 23 mm. to 30. Now, regular people get married and have kids during that time, or right. 25 to 32. Right. And then that's it, dude. They're, they're in diaper changing. They couldn't come see your show if they wanted to. Right. And then all these kids who were 13, 14, who didn't know who you were because you were doing adult comedy, are now coming out of college and they don't know who you are. So then all of a sudden you start free falling. It's, uh, so it's, it's, you, more, it's more like seven years. Seven years to me is that it's that number where like if you just not if you don't go out, you have to begin to reestablish yourself as a comic. Yeah, as a comic. And it's weird where they'll go like I, I know some guys that had like huge TV shows. And could not like walk down the street. People, oh my God, you're the guy from this, you're the guy from that. And then they would go to sell comedy tickets, and they're like, "Oh, I'm going to see the guy from uh, you know Third Rock from the Sun." They think he, just, they think that you're just that. Yeah, like what are you, are you just going to do? Like a, I don't do a live episode of the show. So I watch guys have to reestablish themselves as comedians, you know. Um, and one of the guys, Joe Rogan, he was doing right, Fear Factor, right. and Joe Rogan, dude, is is like has been top five comics in the country since I've known him. Right. Like, I'm trying to think of somebody who had a bigger impact the first time I saw the guy. Blew me away. Really? It's, I've never seen him do stand-up. Oh, yeah, I no, knew, no, no. I met him. No, he is a force. I, as, as Fear Factor. Right. So I remember when he started to go back out again, he kind of had to go around the country one time. And to reestablish. I feel, just for me, for me watching it, he could have to tell the story better, but, but he is, was, is so fucking good one trip around the country, like the buzz and everything, that he immediately went from clubs up to theaters. As far as I can, he went right back to where he would have been. But I've seen other guys, you know, who 
left it and then came back to it and they got to start all over again. And then also they're older and they got kids and then right. I was like, oh man, do I really want to, do I want to go back to doing three shows Saturday night in Kansas City and then do this, hang around 24 hours to do the one show on Sunday? Do so, I really so want to do that if again? You win a, if you win an Oscar, you're not giving up stand-up. Basically, like, you're, you consider stand-up your shit, right? Like, that, that's, that's like what I fun. do. You respect what you built built with it and you're not you're not no but i also you're not abandoning ship no and i also love stand up and i keep seeing areas where i can improve and you keep adding these skills i compare it to like being an athlete like say i know hoops your game so go ahead say say if you can't go to your left how do you get better you go to your left so if there's as far as stand up like we could talk about it in regards to you stand up and your stand up and it's like one skill that you like that you've zeroed in on that you want to improve or that you have improved well, I wanted to do, like, when I would be in the car, I've talked about this in my podcast, when I'd be in the car with my wife joking around, and I would do this thing where I would imitate me or a character having a conversation with somebody else, but you never heard the other person, but judging by my reactions, you knew what they said. Okay. And that's stuff like, you know, Pryor and all those guys, uh, 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 Bill Cosby, all these guys could do that. Right. Um, Kinnison, all the greats, Eddie Murphy, all of these guys, I saw them, they could do that. Lily Tomlin, could, all of these people I saw could do that. And I could do it in the car. Okay. Kill with my wife, who's uh-huh. not an easy person to make laugh. And then I would get on stage, and it was this uncomfortable, I was going to my left, and uh-huh. it just felt weird. It felt uh-huh. like somebody else's arm. And I would bail, and I'd go back to what worked for me, like, you know, hey, what the fuck's up with ceiling fans? Hey, those are stupid. What do you do for a living? I would run back to that. And, dude, I'm talking, like, I, I, I wrestled with this through, like, you know, like 10 years. I just kept bailing on it. And I was getting better at doing the what's up with the ceiling fans thing, too. So I was working on He's shit. He's referring but, to the, ceil- but, the ceiling fan here in the gloom in the house. Tomb. I'm just saying, yeah. So it wasn't until I finally just said, I am going to bomb with this shit until I figure it out. And, dude, you know what's funny? It took me, like, six weeks to get enough momentum that it started seeping into my act. And so then, specifically, you're doing both. Like, so you're talking about doing both characters, or not doing, doing both, just doing one. Oh, okay. like just basically being like, "Hey, sir, can I? Uh, can you mind if I, I sit down here?" Well, I mean, I, I I didn't see anybody sitting here, so I just kind of felt like just doing shit like that. Okay, so you, so you understand the other person said I they, got had, they had a problem with it. And that so for some bad example that, for that, but, but that was just something that like you you were like uh, trepidatious. That's a big word for me. Big fucking big word, word for, for me too. I don't know. That's a big fucking word. I know trepidation, trepidatious. I don't know. Trepidatious about is a word, and I just threw it out there. And 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 like you're like baffled. You're looking at me like you're baffled. <laughs> yeah, like, but so, but so, do you feel like you've improved upon that? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I had one of my specials. I started to do it, and then like the next special, I had it down more. And my, you know, my my next one that I have, hopefully, I have it down even more than that. But I really like. Uh, and I like watching people in their careers do that, too. Like Blake Griffin. I remember my buddy, big hoop guy. Oh, dude, all he does is dunk. I mean, right. what do you mean all he does is dunk? On the whole fucking league, all-stars right. and everybody, he's dunking on everybody. He's like, he's got that electrifying element. Right. I go, he's also young. Give the kid a chance. Right. Who knows? If he's trying to do this at 30, 32, yeah, he's going to be in trouble. Right. right now, he can jump out of the gym. Why not do it? And then look at him. Look no, at he's improved he his shit. Big time. And, and he has that work ethic despite the fact he's already getting the money. He's already making the all-star game and all that. So when somebody combine, you, when you combine passion with skill and you have that drive, like that's when you can actually separate yourself. And hopefully people will notice 
And in my business, they'll come and buy tickets. Well, it always comes down to tickets, right? Even basketball players, they'll come get, to the I, arena. It always comes down to tickets. Yeah. But, but, but the, the, Which is why you and I are getting 38 and $42 residuals. $42 fucking residual. <laughs> I, got, I, got some, I literally got a residual check from something for, for, for three cents. From something Dude, from I had to- recently, I came off the road. I had made more money than I had ever made in my life as a comedian. I came home, I had a residual check for like, you know, $17 and then a letter from, I re- I, from I- AFTRA telling me that I lost my health insurance because I didn't make enough money. Because it was like, what do you mean? Enough of my stuff is playing that I, I should have made the minimum, right. but you don't because they, after like a couple times, they whittle you down to like 11 bucks. And you never know and how the still fuck get, it works. And yeah, and they're still getting paid. Yeah, and all the money goes to them. Where's the math on that shit? Like, the, oh, when, yeah. they, when those checks come in, I fucking cash them. And I took that 99 fucking cents and I fucking took it to the bank. There was a bar in Burbank they used to have that if you had a, if you had a residual check... Like beneath a certain number, they gave you a free round. Like I think it was like two dollars or one dollar if you came in, and then they would put the check up on the wall. Oh, that's funny. And they would buy you a round of drinks. That's funny. I so, what is st- your I- skill? Like, what is the one thing now as a comic where you're like, is is that still a thing, or what be one or what? I'm what, working on right now taking it to a dark, having them be killing, and then take it slowly, move the story to this dark, fucked up place where there's dead silence, and then getting them back. And killing again, same idea, same story. Do you think in terms of like bits? Do you think in terms of vibes? I mean, obviously, when you're saying take it dark and then ramp it up, like is it is it a is it a dare thing? Like for no, yourself, I don't. like how far can I take it? No, it's more like I don't think a lot before I go up. I don't think of anything, and I don't necessarily go for things. I might say I'm going to try this thing out. You mean a bit? Yeah. Or a joke? Or, or a skill. Do you refer to them as bits? Yeah, bits, jokes, whatever. Okay. An idea, whatever you want to call it. But I don't... I'll just say I'm going to try this. But I, I find the way my brain works is if that I... If I really write it out or write it down and really have like this, like, uh, you, know, you know, PowerPoint kind of... Uh, presentation to it it gets me in my head right and uh one of the things i had to learn how to do on the road is if you have two shows in one night and you come out on the first one and you're fucking on and you're riffing you feel like you did half of your act right the biggest difficulty is the next show because now you're thinking about your last show and you're thinking about all the stuff that you riffed so what oh you you mean if you added shit and yeah, it's like, oh, that was great. I should keep that and blah, 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 blah. So then what happens is, is you're mentally in the first show. Right. Which hampers your performance because you're in your head and you're not addressing that this is a new group of people. This is how it works for me. And then you're in your head and then you, it's not going as well. And then you get frustrated, which makes it even worse. What you have to do is say, fuck the first show. Right. And almost go up there, for me anyways, open with something different. Right. Riff on that and, and get yourself present in the second show. And in a lot of ways, even though you may have said something hilarious in the first show, it's like you said it. Right. So it's your talent. Like, like I always loved how musicians of bands that kind of played it a little different every time. Right. They play, you know, the solo came out this way this time. They don't hang on to it. And like, right. like the true musicians to me. Like when they do the solo, they don't play it exactly like the record, even though the fans bitch and shit. Right. They'll do a version of it. Right. But I actually didn't like that when I was a kid. But as I got older, I understand like, no, what that guy, that guy's actually, or the woman is doing you a favor. 
is they're present. They're, they're making themselves present, and this is how this song's affecting them right now. Right. So you try, without getting all new agey, you try to be in the, in the moment of it, and, um, and yeah, you'll lose a few tags. You might even lose a joke here or there, but you have to believe in your talent. But if you continue to do that, it becomes a second nature thing. And the more present you are, there's nothing better than being on stage, being on. It's, it, it goes by in two seconds, so you, you're really going after that mindset rather than what you said. Do you, do you consider, <clears throat> when you say beyond, like, I, you know, I did stand-up. I, I don't know if we talked about that. Yeah, did, yeah, yeah. For a few years. Dude, that I, thing you did with Giannis Pappas, the, uh, the, the Stockton, uh, they, what, what thank was it called? You. The, the, the uh, Stockton Army. The, about yeah, the, dude, uh, you, the were, you were as funny as I've ever seen you. Thank you. You were very relatable. I related to your frustration. I love the line where you're like, you got to you're fucking, you got to hit the rim. Just the way you said that, the frustration of it and how conversational it was. That's one of those things, to me, it was, I wasn't laughing. It wasn't a joke there. It was your frustration. And to me, that's the funniest shit Thank you. ever. So. But, but do you consider, like, like, like let's say you, you have 10 jokes, 10 bits, right? Do you, at this point, I mean, at this point in your career, in, in terms of like people come in, there's ninety nine percent of stand up people have some preconceived thing, good, bad, or indifferent of Bill Burr. So you have a built in thing. But like you say, you're on. Do you say you're on, or how much do you put on yourself, and how much do you go? This audience is good. This audience isn't good. Do you know what I mean? Because like for me, when I did stand up, like I had fuck. Let's say I had five jokes. I mean, these are fucking like bump bump jokes, like right. not jokes. But you know, like. If I would be like the thing that I didn't like about stand up was that that same thing where like if I knew a certain joke worked. Right. I was like, why would I say it if I know it works unless I needed it? So like how much do you say the audience sucks or I'm on or I did good or do you know what I mean? Like how much do I you, never, how much uh, credit do you give to the audience? How much credit do you give to yourself? I think like in you, a night at the comedy store. Like if they come to see a Billboard special, like it's like they're there to see a billboard special. You're tuned up. The audience is pumped up. You're gonna kick ass. It's gonna if if you fuck up a billboard special yeah, taping. Yeah. They're, they're they're usually too amped up. Right. They're usually too amped up. There, it's like, a little that's bit why too... I liked the, on the last special. I just walked out, and there wasn't in all Atlanta. This, yeah, there wasn't any of this screaming, yelling. I kind of learned that when I used to do when I was do Largo, um, Flanny's room down there on La Siena. He goes, you know, a lot of people just walk out. I was just, just walk out. He goes, yeah, it's kind of cool. I just walked out and they just kind of see you walking out. They're like, oh, hey. And they just start clapping. And then you're like, hey, how are you? And then you can settle in. Where all the other specials, I always had somebody opening up going, come on, give it up for him. The motherfucker. Bim! And right. they're literally standing ovation. Right, and right. It's like their energy is like you just gave them a show. Right, right. And then you got to just stand there feel like what am i the pope right you know what i mean and and then they settle all the way down right. and you got to kind of it's it's a, it's really weird right to, to to begin the journey at the end so the last try. one you just were like i'm coming out raw dog because of of uh flanny over at largo i got that idea and i thought it was uh you know it worked with the black and white and all that i always wanted to do one in black and white right i plan on doing a bunch of specials you know, for the rest of my life. So I think it's cool to just have one. Oh, the black and white one. Oh, yeah, right. that was cool. And just to have each one has a little bit of a look to it. Like, right. Uh, like how a movie maker does it, man. Each one should have like a, maybe a different visual look to it. Right. Just something. So it's just not another like. Right. That cookie cutter stand up thing. I think uh, comics are getting more into that. Like uh, 
cinematic thing, how they're going to put their stamp on it's it. It's cool. Because there was, a, <clears throat> there was a period there for a while. It happened sometime in the 90s. They all overlit. Oh, yeah. I even think a lot of them to this day, especially with HD, which is why mine's still in HD, but we were fucking with the look of it because it's just like, like HD is clearer than real life. And it's fucked up. Yeah. Yo, it's, I, I'm it's, scared to see myself. I've yet to see myself on one oh, of yeah. these. I am frightened because you look at people <laughs> good looking like, you know, like sex symbols. They look like shit. On those crazy televisions. They oh, look, they catch fuck. them with no, like no, like yeah, you don't, you. They I'm look, talking look, about look, in, look, in, look. on TV, in a movie. Like we've it, both it, been in this business long enough to remember pre HD makeup, what that was like. Yeah, they just sort of bit, 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 and you were done, especially as a guy. Now it's like a, it's like a fucking paint roller. Yo, I'm frightened but to see myself. But they have to do it, or else you you'll look like uh, you yeah. look fucking crazy, yeah. Brad Pitt. <laughs> I don't give a fuck who you are. You look like shit. Yeah, if Brad doesn't look good, you and I are in trouble. If Brad Pitt looks fucked up, what's gonna happen to Bill Burr and Michael Rapper? I'm gonna look disgusting. Right. Like I don't want to see it. Yeah, but the thing about us is, when you look the way we do, we're ageless. You know what right. I mean? Like those, we're never going to be on People Magazine's 50 Most Beautiful People. Ever. That, that's a blessing, though. No, I know. Because people look at them like milk, you know, right. the expiration date. The, Us, the, we're just, hey, a character actor. Right. The standards, that means you're not good looking. Exactly. You're a character. <laughs> exactly. And I've been, it's funny, I've been a character actor for, for 20 something years. So it's like. Oh, yeah, I've always been. I've always been a character actor. But, but so to answer me, so, so as far as like. The, the the audience is good. I'm good. I'm on. The audience is it, like. How much do you factor into that? I'm well. When I was younger, you know, you you blame the crowd more. But now I never blame the crowd more than fifty percent because there's always because that is a positive way to look at that. There's something that I could have done. I could have handled something a little bit better or whatever. But uh, you know, if there's just a bunch of animals there and there's no security, I should still, for as long as I've been doing it, figure out a way to have fun. Even if they're completely not listening, I should just be doing something to annoy them somewhere in there that gives me a victory. You right. know what I mean? Like, just I, to just sit to be like, oh, that audience sucked, and right. just walk away from it. It was just like, well, I, I still could have had fun. Right, what right, could right. I have done? Like, who was the biggest dick in the crowd? What, what could I have said about him? Right. If it's a benefit. Uh, I saw the late, great Patrice O'Neill, who's the funniest dude I ever saw. Right. He did one one time. We were doing a benefit for, like, rescue dogs or something like that. And, and they should have been this great crowd. None of them were paying attention. It was in New York. The only two people who were paying attention were two guys from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Uh-huh. Remember that show? Yep. Two of them. Of they course. were great. with the only two looking, listening, and laughing. Everybody else was... was Passing around business cards or whatever the fuck they were doing. While you're on stage. Yeah. So I went up first, tried to do my act. Basically, everybody learned from me. Like, all right, don't do that. And Patrice went on last. And when Patrice went up, he just completely ignored them and was speaking softly. And he just started talking about how he cooked a baby puppy uh-huh. for, for breakfast and how good it was and how it was yelping. And, uh-huh. and he, I just remember him flipping it on there. And making that sound. Uh-huh. And people started listening. They started groaning. And the more <clears throat> they groaned, the more detail he gave of the puppy suffering. And it got to the point the lady running the benefit told him to get off stage. Are you serious? He wouldn't get off stage. Then she had the mic cut off. And then he sat down behind the piano. He wouldn't get off stage. And he couldn't play piano. And, and as she was up there apologizing for him, he was just banging on the piano and looking it over with us with this, like, shitty and grin. That's funny. Yeah. So... You know, watching greats like him, I learned something. I was just like, it sucked just as much for him as it did for me, but he had fun with it, and right. I didn't. 
You had I a did. fucking shitty attitude. I didn't have a shitty attitude. I just didn't think to have fun. Right. It was more like that. I was trying, and then I was embarrassed because they were like my first joke went, and it didn't. It just bombed, and I went to the next one, and Patrice was already laughing. He had this really loud laugh. He was like, wah, wah, like laughing in the back, and I heard Voss laughing. I remember like it was yesterday. It's funny, man. That must have been at least Jesus Christ, ten, twelve years ago. Who do you now consider like? People that, like, I mean, there's the obvious ones, but who do you consider now, like, the, the next, like, the young guns that you watch and you're like, this fucking guy's good? Like, like who do you see, like, that, as far as stand-ups, that you're like, I like this guy? Um, you know, the last five years as I was coming up, uh, it would probably have been uh, Chelsea Peretti was somebody that I, I loved the first time I saw her. She's now on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yep. Uh, Fortune uh, Femster. Themester. I don't know. I always mess up her last name. She's fucking hilarious. Uh huh. Um, and I'm sure there's a bunch of guys in New York that I, I haven't, uh, I just haven't seen yet. But uh, I don't know. I do a lot of shit on the road. So I get home. I, I go out to the clubs. I kind of pop in. I do my spot and I leave. So just you saying Lone this, I, I should probably. That's what I say in No, Lone no, Wolf. but I, I wasn't that before. But now I, I'm more of that. Yeah, you got Yeah, I, I came from a family of loners. No, I, I, I have no problem with it. I think it's good. You're a lone fucking wolf. I like it, but it, it translates. But I see you as a lone, rabid red wolf in the fucking wilderness. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. No, so, I like, look, I love working on movies. I love the collaborative process. No, but I'm saying. But tr- I don't get myself locked into just anything more than just that. Right. It's good. Let's, let's do that because whenever the they, movie business is fucking, it's in it's a evil. fucking and it's yeah, it's and, in a crisis and, and, and right now. And when they they'll figure it out. No, they're 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 it's bad, Bill. It's it's creatively bad and financially bad. Like we're like you know Dustin Hoffman said something this week about it, and now Michael Douglas he said all the uh, he said the American movie stars are a feminine and too worried about social media. And I, I understand what he's saying, but I mean just creatively. What was the last time you've been to the, to the movies? Like, I haven't been to the... I went to the movies once this year so far, and it, we're in July. Once. Well, I mean, and I like it, going to the but movies. But is it our fault that the shit comes out two weeks later on a plane? That's a problem. That's a fucking problem. Like, the, like the downloading... They, they're going to they're figure it out. Because I, I feel this. Look, I feel like this is a transition period, and there's a lot of people still trying to do it the way it used to be, and somebody, probably a younger kid, is going to figure it out because he grew up... With iPhones and Facebook and, and whatever the, whatever the fuck. I almost said hamster. Whatever the fuck they're on. <laughs> hamster. Hamster, isn't that? That's like a porn site. See, I know the porn sites. What, are the, what is like the uh, uh, Instagram? Instagram, Twitter. Twitter, yeah. It's fucked up though, man. Like as far as like, I mean, I like to go to the movies. And yeah, there's some good movies I could have seen this year. And I caught one on. Uh, I saw, uh, what was it called? Wild Tales. The fuck is that? Hey, first of all, drop the attitude. It's a fucking <laughs> tremendous... What the fuck is that? It's a movie. Was that playing at the Sunset 5? Uh, I don't know. This Argentinian dude made it. It was like five stories about vengeance. Oh, that okay. They weren't connected. The, the connection was vengeance, and they were fucking hilarious. You saw it at, at the Lemsey? Sunset, Sunset 5, which is great. Yeah, you I like the there, theater. There's no... There's, like, movie nerds. Yeah. I got an IPA, and I was... I had an IPA and a bag of M&Ms or something. I was, I was in heaven. Yeah, it's and good shit. And it was shit. a great movie. My wife loved it. 
We had gotten a good, like, still going out dinner and a movie. If you pick the right one, it's still good. But. It's good, but it's just, it, and I like to go, and I'm like, well, there's, but there's nothing learning. I, I don't fuck with comic book movies. I don't fuck with superheroes. I don't fuck with any of that shit. I don't fuck with anything that, I, I, I just, I'm not, I, I've never read comic books. I could give a fuck, and I, I would be in a comic book movie, but I just don't give a fuck. I, I, I'm confused. Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. I fuck with him. Hard. I love him. I went to Dude, see that, Iron that, that should be like your character in one of those movies. Just walking in the Hall of Justice. I don't Go, fuck with you guys. I don't get you guys. I don't know what the fuck. It, I mean, I, I saw Iron Man with my kids. They were so excited to see it. I couldn't tell you a fucking thing about that movie. I had a big bag of popcorn, a big bag of M&M's, soda. I, I couldn't make heads or tail. Batman, the, the last Batman. I, I like the, the first. The, uh, with uh, Heath Ledger. Oh, my God. That was amazing. But I couldn't tell you what the fucking story was. I could say Heath Ledger was fucking dope in it, but I can't tell you what happened. What I don't happened? know. They I caught don't know. the Joker, and they said that this, uh, and they foreshadowed uh, that, that, that guy there who has to hide out in Russia now. I see. I, I, I could you make heads or tails of those fucking things? I can't. I don't know what's going on with those movies. Gary Oldman was great. They were great, but I don't know. I couldn't tell what they were like. I watched it as like, oh yeah, he's good in that scene. But it, but as far as like the plot, no, no clue. Christian Bale, he's great, but I have no fucking clue. Not a clue. He's Batman, and the Joker's doing a bunch of fucked up shit. Yeah, he's got to stop you know, it. But I grew and up watching did. the show where they, with Adam West. It was the, the, the thing that they set up, the face-off guy, and it just kept going. Like, I felt like, you know, that part of the movie, the appendix, if you will, that could have, you know, the body could have lived without it. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, yeah, right. They just kind of added that final third, I think, fucked people up. But I don't mind a movie that makes me think. You know, yeah. it's it, well. I, I, I like I no country for old men. Everybody was just like, "What the fuck?" When that no, thing that, ended, you're, you're comparing Batman with no country for old I'm men. Not, I'm comparing people walking out, going, "I can't even tell you what the fuck that was about." Like, like uh, I think no country for old men. The main character is uh, the Men in Black guy, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones is the main character of that movie to me, and that is about a guy oh, right. who time has passed him by right and he's basically chasing a ghost the whole movie that's why he never sees right, the guy right, right and the last words of the serial killer guy there he says to the kids javier bond bar uh is it bardam yeah with the hair he says to the kids he goes you never saw me right so i thought that that was the metaphor for the ghost this is my how i took it but this is what i love about a movie like that is it actually makes you think that's probably right because those and, guys are on that shit and i feel like that that he was chasing the ghost that's why when he was standing behind the door he wasn't there and all right, that right, weird right. shit how come we didn't kill him Oh, it's yeah. It's because the ghost he's chasing is the past and the way the things were. And that's why he had that speech in the end. I felt like like, we're, like he can't even get his head around the level of violence that's going on. And I think that Javier Bardem was, was a metaphor for the level of violence. It almost wasn't, he was there, but he wasn't there. I like that. I'll bet you that's probably correct. See? So, yeah. So, I, I like a movie that does shit I, like that. I, I like it, too, but when it's veiled in comic books and fucking people flying and spider webs. So, you like it minus the capes. If there weren't mm. any capes. Maybe I could follow it more. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I can't, I haven't been one. And Christian Bale gets a ton of shit for how he talks when Who he's Batman. Who gives a shit about gonna, the Batman? I'm going to tell you why that that's fucking brilliant. Because if I put a fucking the same Batman mask on and I was like, hey, Michael, I'm Batman, you'd hear my voice be like, no, you're not, you're Bill Burr. I recognize your mouth. So at least he had the presence of mind. He's the first guy I ever did it. Like, dude, I got to change how I talk. Yeah. I just can't come walking in like Bruce Wayne. Hey, I'm Bruce Wayne. And then come back 10 minutes later with a mask. Hey, I'm Batman. Right. I'm Batman. 
Yeah. I, they, I don't know why they, 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 they make so much shit over who's getting cast in the movies anyway. Because you know, it's all those fucking nerds have. I, that's it. That's all they have. They have the they, Comic they, Con. They get so fucking excited. And it's like to me, like they get as mad at Ben Affleck being cast as I get when they make the NFL players wear pink for a month. Right. I get as mad over something that has just as little effect on my life as them. So I have empathy for them. I got you. I try, like, back in the day, I'd be like, ah, oh, they're a bunch of fucking nerds. Fuck them. And I'm like, no, this is their thing. Right. This is what they're into. I think to get cast as Batman, you got to have two things. You got to be selling tickets and you got to have that jaw. You got to have the jaw. You got to have the jaw. Square you, jaw. That, that mask doesn't work unless you have a jaw. Yeah. And, 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 and a voice that's not like, Either, either of ours. Yeah, my voice is too high. I'll, I'll just. Can you imagine? And I can play I, the I just Riddler. Feel like my nose won't be in, like won't be able to fit in the fucking thing. <laughs> All right, so 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 let me let me let me throw some more. That shit should at be you. the picture of this episode. We should go down to the costume place and go us and just Batman. We're auditioning suits. for Batman, yeah. and we don't understand why the fuck. Hey, we're cheap, dude. We're cheap. Listen, 30, forty bucks residual checks. We, you could be, you could be Batman. I'll play the Joker. I'll play the Joker. I, I, you know, I don't give a fuck. We'll, we'll you know, the Penguin. It doesn't make a yeah. difference to me. Bill Burr and Michael Rapport. I, I would at least be put in the mix. For, Dude, my, my, thing, my thing is I want to be like 15th lead in any movie that I'm in, and I'm there for like six days. I have a great time, and then I leave. In and out. No responsibility. No, that's not true, because I did that movie Black and White with Mike Binder, and I was there for the whole shoot, and I had a fucking great, right up until the last scene, and I had a great fucking time. So. It, I mean, listen, making a movie, it, it, it's, it's really, for me, it, it's like uh, the, the doing it is the only thing you could take away, because the results, you don't know. And what the people think, you don't know. Oh, I asked you about that. When we were on the set of Heat, I was going like, you've done so many at this point. Can you tell when something yes. is going to be? Yes. could what? tell as, as soon as I get on the set. Literally, as soon as I get on a set, I could tell you if it's going to be good or bad. And then my track record no, is... No, not, not the experience of doing the movie. I mean the results. Well, now, now I know before I even get on the set. But before, when I was younger and, like, you know, you, you come in with such high expectations and literally, like, I did a movie, <clears throat> I did a movie called The Sixth Day with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's fucking cool, man. And it's a piece of shit, okay? I, every time I do a movie with a big star, a big budget film, it turns out to be a piece of shit. <laughs> like, it'll be like, like nor, normal people, like, it'd be like, it would take you to the next, to the next place. Me, it would be like, it's like, why are, he shouldn't even be in this movie. But it was called The Sixth Day. The script was never that good, but I knew, I can't even tell you the name of the director, the director's name, but, but I shut, like, as soon as I got on the set, Arnold was cool. He's game. He's Arnold. This is like, I don't know how many fucking years ago. It was maybe 99, 2000, like around that time. But as soon as I got on, now you like, you have, the reason why I didn't know before, the reason why I didn't know it was going to be a piece of shit. You meet the, you, I met Arnold. I met the director, met the producers. We love you. Blah, 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 blah. We want you to do your thing. It was you, Arnold. A Schwarzenegger. I don't give a shit if it was a, uh, one of those infomercials. I'd be like, yeah, I'll do it. Right, no, I mean, there was no. We didn't have to twist my fucking arm. I was right. down to do it, but 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 you know, like you know, and like we want you to improv. We want you to do your thing. We want you to. I was like his friend. I was. I don't know. I was his. I was the comedic relief, the comedic friend. Right, do your thing. La la la. First day you get on set, the director's like, "Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that." And I'm like, "I'm already could tell this is going to be a fucking disaster." I knew. I, I could tell you, and I don't hear. And you were there on day one. I don't think I was there on day one, but my day one, I knew 
immediately it was a piece of shit. So right when you, right so when you did the audition, they were like, I didn't Michael have to do, audition. They offered think, this to oh. me. So, but, but yeah, they were like, we want you to do this. We want you that. We saw you in this. We saw you in that. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. Get on the set. No, 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 no. And immediately for me, what it does, it's, it, it, it handcuffs you, especially if the script itself is not good. If the script yeah. itself is not good and they're saying, we want you to be funny and we want you to do your thing. And the script. But don't, impro- don't improvise. Don't improvise. Say these fucking words or, or, or like, don't say. The, you're like, you just immediately, you're like, this is shit. We walked on the set of uh, The Heat. Paul Feig and that that first day of shooting uh, uh, was like you know it was the it was the dinner scene which could have wound up being like a short film in itself it was wound up being like a three or four minute scene like a regular scene but I mean there was like you me um, Nate Nate uh, the whole family you know and like it was like a whole day shooting like he you know Paul Feig was like kind of orchestrating. All of us to, to be, and he embellished like he he he'd encourage you do that again, do that again, Bill, Mike, don't do this. He's gonna do this. Those two girls were doing. Yeah, we do like five minute takes. And and you feel don't you you feel good? You feel like you're a part of it. You feel like encouraged. You know what I'm saying? Like when 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 somebody like you know starts to chop you off at the knees before you even start. Before we even... The camp- I know, you didn't even do a take to be like, okay, the character's more like that. They're just like, yeah, don't do this, don't, don't do that. Fuck you! Fuck you! And, and I get to the point where I'm like, <laughs> yo, okay, I won't do that. I'll say the lines in this piece of shit script that you've spent millions of dollars on. It's a fucking piece of trash. It's garbage. I'll just... How about I just say those fucking lines? Well, don't say that. Can you make some... You just told me not to do this, not to do that, because I'm a fucking five-year-old, you know, so... Like so, I like I knew. How long were you on that one? Uh, months, and it was night shoots, and I was having my first kid, and, and it was it was it was it was freezing cold. It was in the fucking it was in Vancouver during the winter. It just it wouldn't fucking end. <laughs> and 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 you know Arnold was cool, and you know I, he, he was fine, and but it was just it was the director, and it's the how studio. psyched were you on the last day? So fucking psyched. Get me the fuck out of here, man. And like you're like I'm appreciative, but I'm like this is fucking. It's not fun. You know what I mean? Like. When I think of a job, like I think of, first, is it going to be good? That's the first thing. Okay. Secondly, how much are they paying? And if 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 it's not going to be good, then I pay more attention to how much are they paying. Do you know what I'm saying? So right. first, good. Second, how much are they paying? If you can get the combination of it's going to be good and you're making good money, then it's great. Right. But but you know like studio films, man. Like you know I can't even imagine. We talk about like those comic book films and those you know those big. I can't even imagine the micromanaging that goes into every line, every scene, every joke with, with, with films like that. I couldn't even imagine. And, and like I said, I'm happy to do one. I'm trying to audition for Batman. But in terms of like, you know, comedy, I mean, it, it's all you know about the bad, director. You know how bad I hope you get into Batman? So when I watch it, I, I know that you're not a fan of, of, of superhero movies and you probably don't even get... The storyline, if they go the route of the Christian Bale one, yeah, would, I would. would you know, me. I wouldn't even read the script. I would just read my scenes. I think the Ben Affleck one, for some reason, I'm thinking is not going to be. Is like, he coming what, out in one? He he's he is he's Batman. Batman, right? Yeah, you didn't hear that. I know, I know. I couldn't. Yeah, but then I thought he got fired or he left. You don't I don't remember know. that hissy fit everybody had. I know. Yeah, I do. But and I pe- didn't, people didn't like what the Joker looked like. Said he looked like he was in an emo band. They're like, he's not going to look like this. They're just fucking with you because they're just like, let's let these nerds bitch moan and complain. They keep hyping the movie. I think right. they just keep sending shit out like that. And they probably laugh about it. Are they shooting it right now? I think, or they're done shooting it. I think Jared Leto will be a good Joker. 
Oh, dude, he's unbelievable. Yeah, he's a good actor. I, you know, they, they fucking go crazy over everything with these Comic-Con and the fucking Instagram and the fucking Twitter. I mean, they go, everybody goes nuts. It's too much access to all of us. You know what I mean? Everybody's, everybody's yeah, no, fucking that's nuts. It's, well, the thing in my business now is, is uh, you tell a joke and nobody gets offended. And then three years later, you get a high-profile gig and all of a sudden they're offended. Back in 2010, you tweeted this or you right. said this on your special that came out like three years ago. It's like the special that came out three years ago, you're just getting to me now? Why are you getting me to now? Why, right. Why? Oh, because I got this thing coming out. So now you're trying to, you're trying to, they're like bullies. It's a fucking, it's the, it's, it's the, strategic like strategic uh, um, offensive like however the fuck you put it like if the political correct police are they should get their there is no police no but the police like if it's you just a, it's a fucking group of jerk offs they're all motherfuckers but you mean like like with the the, the political correctness you 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 have no room to like you, yeah, you say, do all you do is just all you have to have is the advertiser and the studio be like yeah oh really yeah well we don't give a fuck right and people are still gonna go see it have have people ever been offended like specifically not one I'm person. not big enough to offend anybody that's the funniest fucking but thing. you're 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 stand up and shit like what have you ever like I have a cartoon coming out on Netflix right in December called F is for Family and I guarantee you. If that thing comes out and it's any sort of a hit, that'll if be the problem. Ever that'll anybody be the thing. is gonna get offended by anything I ever say, ever said in my stand-up act. If they're gonna go back through my podcast and all this shit, that's you're gonna what, be fucked if they go back at all your shit. That's where they're gonna. No, I'm not, cause I cause I don't give a fuck. Right. I don't give a shit, and I won't apologize. And if Good, they don't and, and if they say, well, then we're taking your show away. Then well, then fucking do it. Right. I'm gonna go back into stand-up. Yes. It's the Iron Rapport podcast, and we'll be right back. The I Am Rapport podcast is sponsored by Casper Mattresses. Casper.com. It's an award-winning sleep startup. Go to Casper.com. $50 off purchase of any size mattress. Damn. Put in the code Rapaport. R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. Casper Mattress in New York City. You can keep the bed for 100 nights. You can get your freak on for 100 nights. If you do not like the bed after 100 nights... You can return the mattress within 100 days. That's a guarantee. The, the bed will be delivered between two to five days anywhere in the United States and Canada. Same day delivery in New York City. We do not plug. We do not support. We do not take sponsorship from anything we have not tried and we are not passionate about 450%. Michael has just done, did his old man shuffle over to the fridge. To get himself a snapple. You want a snapple? No, I'm good. I'm All good right. with the water. So, so I was talking to you early, man. We're both trying to drop weight. Fuck you, man. I'm just drinking, I'm drinking a snapple because you know because the reality of this podcast, Bill, it's like I have. That's what so- I love about all these broads bitching about being in fucking movies. How they got to watch their weight. Like what we don't. Like if we become a fat fuck, that doesn't limit what we can be. Listen, you know what I mean? Like, dude, I'm a balding redheaded male. You don't think <laughs> you don't think there's a fucking glass ceiling on what? Whenever I hear these women complaining. About, oh, the, the body image. Go fuck yourself. You're, you're going to be in a movie. There's zillions of dollars being invested. Show up looking your best. Show up looking like a human being. Not a human being. I'm just saying show. Because there's nothing wrong with being overweight. You're just going to be that person. That's what you're going to be. And they're going to have you flipping over fucking. You're talking about for girls or guys? Girls, for everybody. No, but Bill, the girls, listen, I don't agree with And I'm, trust me, I am so not on that fucking feminist, oh, the women. Yeah, but, but you know something? You could be the best looking guy in the world. No, no woman's ever going to buy you a drink. Okay? No, but. but so that's but, how it works. They, but look, look, at, look, look at a guy like, 
Now, and I, and he's a great actor. But you say, take a guy like Johnny Depp. If Johnny Depp's looks left him, if he beca- if he all of a sudden he, but he if he became, if he became three hundred pounds, he's not playing Tonto. He's not doing shit. The party's over. He'll become. He'll they, be. They would say you got to lose that fucking weight, or you're gonna just go. You're no longer gonna star in films. You, you can play Chief J. Strombo. Exactly. But 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 the women. But Johnny Depp could also get get a little older. Like he looks cool, Clooney. He looks cool. He's a he's a silver fox. You know, right. like. But women, it's like the minute it dips, they're fucked. And there's already not a lot of roles for women anyway. And trust me, I am not one of these fucking feminists Listen, like can girls. Can I tell you something? Like, if you really fucking looked at it all on paper, there's advantages and disadvantages to both. And we're all fucked until you get yourself on the other side of the table so you can see where the money's coming in. Other than that, you're another jerk off walking to your mailbox for thirty two dollars. Yes, I, I, I don't. I think that the women. I think that women have. I a honestly tougher. think you would have to bend both and try to do the exact same thing. Ne- nope. Neither women nor men can look at either person and be like, "You have it easier. You have it more difficult because you've never been the other thing trying to do the exact same thing." It's like. It, it's, it's. I'm talking about in ho- just in Hollywood terms. In Hollywood like, look terms. at fucking look at like like Uma Thurman. She's gotten a little older. Like Uma Thurman was a fucking bombshell in her day, bombshell. Like in right. the Pulp Fiction. I mean, she had a run where she was just like sexy. She's fu- you know she's talented. Right. You know she she and then she, you know they're they're killing her. She came out on this TV show last year and they're fucking reaming her. She did this. She did that. She looks older and it's like. You know, it's like, yeah, she looks older. She's older. Yeah, but dude, that, sh- that shit happens to everybody, though. But me and you, dude, like... somebody tweeted me the other day. They came down to my show at the comedy store. I fucking killed. And they go, uh, yeah, man, I can tell you've been fucking hitting the beers, man. You look fat. You fat fuck. You fat fuck, yeah. So you're trying... You to- fat fuck. It's just like, if you're going to be dumb enough to pick this career... You, you you can't like the whole, you're a piece of meat. I get it. Okay, and the smart fuckers are the ones that start their own production company. They get themselves on the other side of the desk. But if you're gonna keep dancing for your fucking lunch out here, everybody is gonna get old, and there's gonna be the younger you, the younger me, That's the younger true. them. That's so, true. There's different. Of course, there's different men, women. There's gonna be something different. I think but we this, have more this, leeway but this though, bitch. Moaning and fucking complaining about oh, you have it easier. It's more difficult for me. Like like everybody in this business, the clock is ticking the second you get in it. That's true. Yeah, and you're. Fucked. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I just, some of the big, some of the biggest fucking studio heads and all them, they end up outside holding their hat, wondering what the fuck happened. Right. They can have a couple of movies that go down. It's just, it's just done differently. It's not based on their look. It's based on their bottom line. Everybody in this business, it, you, you're fucked. Which is why you save your money. Right. And you, you, you bet on yourself. Right. And however that means. Like the guys, like some of the people that I, I respect the most in this business, like uh, guys like, like uh, who, uh, who? Mark, Mark Wahlberg, yeah. Adam Sandler, Vince Vaughn, yeah. were all guys that were starring in movies and could have just done that, and they didn't. They fucking, <clears throat> I mean, I think Sandler from, from, from day one was writing his own shit. Yeah. And they got themselves in the driver's seat. Yes. So now it's like, oh, we're writing something that I'm going to, now you don't have to wait for another opportunity. Now That's I'm speaking true. way over my head because I've never tried to produce or do anything like that. But when I look at them, I just go like, these guys are smart because... And Clooney did it too. Clooney yeah, took the ball. And what, and what happens producing is, shit. is then you're young forever. And then you just write in a part for the older you and then you let... The next hottie, male or female, got off the, gets off the bus, play the part that you used to play... But but you're producing a thing right. like that. I feel like the getting ones, all the money. Yeah, 
Because if you really look at it, man, like the amount of people that have just been able to straight up act for like for a significant period of time is now you whittled down to literally like Meryl <clears throat> Streep, Jack Nicholson, uh, Al Pacino. You, you're, you're getting down to like you have to be like one of the all time greatest yeah. fucking actors of all time. And it's it's getting smaller and smaller because yeah. the, the thing about the t- about the obviously on television is thriving, but the movie business yeah, it's but that's fucked. good though. But it's good. So what? So it's so what? Someone will figure it out. They, who? Why don't huh? we and you figure it out? We we'll see. We're we're waiting for. Because I don't want to do that, dude. I have too many hobbies that I enjoy. Fuck. I just like you know. I like chilling out. I like telling my jokes on the road. And if somebody fucking gives me an acting part, I'll go do it, and I have a great time doing it. And then I just go right back to doing stand up. I don't got to worry. Like I hate conference calls. Ugh. Dude, when I take a conference call, Ugh. Ugh. I, I take the phone. I swear to God. I put it on speaker. Yeah, me too. I lay in the bed and I throw it to the other side of the bed. <laughs> and I lay there. I literally have my arm across my eyes like that. Uh-huh. And you're just and like, And then yeah. I, I wait till people stop talking. And then I just go, you know, it sounds good. You yeah. know, we'll look into that. Yeah, I can't. I and every can't. time they're going to hang up, some fucking asshole. All right, is that good? Yeah, it's good. Oh, wait, one more, one more thing. One I was more thinking. Thing. And there's another fucking 11 minutes of your life you're never going to get back. They're painful. Conference calls are fucking painful. Maybe that's because how we're wired. Because they seem to love them. I can't. They can't. They can't. Stand they, them. On the other side, the way they're wired, the business people, which I totally respect, having a business mind. I'm fascinated by. It. They, they are. They fucking. They're all about the meeting. They're all about the dude. I've had meetings, a pre-meeting for the meeting. Oh yeah. And I've been driving there, screaming at my windshield, going, "What the fuck? Who I, wants to go to a meeting? What kind of a human being?" Wants to go to a meeting like, hey, dude, let's meet out in the parking lot and crush this 12-pack before we go into the game. Before I'm the a, meeting. I'm up for that. Right. Yeah, I'm up for that. I, I, I had a meeting where I was at, uh, the, the last meeting I was at during the meeting, I, it, it just came at him. It was the first time I was like, who gives a fuck about what? Like, I, I said that. Yeah. Who gives a fuck about what? And then I caught myself because I was like, you can't talk. like I, I how, did you, how did you get out of that? I just... It was like, who cares about that? Uh, but it literally came out. <laughs> who gives a fuck about what the... Like, that came out of my mouth. Oh, when mouth. somebody brought up something? They brought up something, and I said, that's what I said. Who gives a fuck about... I mean, who really cares about that? But I was like, yo, you're turning into a crazy person. Like, you, yeah, you can't, you can't be that guy. No, I know. I know, Especially but Especially like, as you get older. You see, it's Because the me. younger you and me is, is probably like, what, like 30 at this point? That's the young version of us. <laughs> they're 24. <laughs> they're, no, they're they don't need... They're not working out. They're not doing anything. I mean, you're saying you're working out. You're working out, trying to stop eating? Well, what are you trying to do? Are you, do you work out? Yeah. What's your workout? That's crushed me that you had to ask me. Because <laughs> you know what I'm into Do now. you work out? Yeah, I do. No, I'm because I'm, you said you're, I'm not saying like you don't work this out. This is what I do. I Let I, me hear what Bill Bird does as a workout. All right. I always start the morning. I got a crazy dog, so I got to burn off her energy. So I got to take her around the block like fucking six times. A walk. So that, yeah, a walk. Okay, that doesn't count for anything. Yes, That's it does. It. Yes, it does. But you're walking. Yeah. Yeah, and you're burning calories. And you're not, when you're running like a fucking maniac, a lot of times for the first, I don't know how many minutes, I forget. I'm just going to repeat shit that I heard other people say. You're warming up. So this is your warm up. That like, yeah, no, I take the thing for a fucking walk. All right. Do you pick the dog shit up? Yeah, we've been through this. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. I okay. actually pick up other people's fucking trash. Oh, I was going to say you pick up other dog shit. I've done that. In the neighborhood? Yeah, somebody leaves a big fucking steamer right there. On your lawn? No, and just in my neighborhood. I don't want my neighbors stepping on it. I got an extra bag. I'll do it. Hey, yeah. man, that I, 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 that is. I, I'll I tell you right now, that. if everybody fucking did that, this this town would be a lot less shittier. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, sorry for that awful joke. Anyways, 
yeah, and then I just do, uh, I got the, the fucking pull-up dip station. I got a climbing rope. In your all house? Of the, all of this stuff, not in my house, like in the garage, and then like and the rope's hanging down off the, the back of the Oh, you house. do that climbing shit? I would yeah. pay to fucking see you climb and like get a, like a rope burn and like your reaction. Of course you would. You're a hater, man. Why, no, why would you I, do that? I, I, I just think people <laughs> No, no, would I, I, don't, I don't use my legs. You, you just, don't use you, just, you yeah. must be fucking strong then. It's just grip strength. It's just I know something. what the fuck but it is. is the I thing, can't though. do but it. I'll, t- I'll tell you right now. I haven't done it in a month, so I won't, I won't be able to do it. But if I did it for like a month straight, I could go up it, go back down, and go halfway back up. That's All the right. most I did. So when I take my wife to Vegas and I go to see those Cirque du Soleil shows, I don't give a fuck about the story. I'm just going like, look at this fucking dude. He's gone up and he went for a whole Michael Jackson song. He went up and down that rope. Or oh, there's a woman in that show that goes up and down this this pole, man, this dancing pole. Uh huh. And like, dude, it, she ends the fucking show upside down in a full split, like hanging onto it just with their legs. Right. And then she like lets go to slide down like a fireman, and then stops herself just with their legs. And she has her arms out in the tada pose the whole fucking time. Uh huh. It's insane. She's got to some me, grip, grip strength. If she, just, if she just walked out and did that, and the show was three minutes long, a standing ovation, I got my money's worth. I don't even know what the fucking Scooby-Doo Who gives a shit? Try to put on the glitter glove, and then they fucking dance like he does. Right, thriller. Yeah, well, you know, it was for the kids. But so, so go ahead. So, 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 so it's pull-ups. What kind of cardio? None? What kind of cardio? Like, do you oh. go to a gym? Do you? Because you know what I'm into now. I, sometimes, I, I have a standing membership. At a gym that I got a long time ago, and you just keep it, and I, and I keep it because it's, like, it's like five bucks a month, and then I'll come back. I always come back, you know, and I can't believe the card still works. And it's like, wow, you haven't been here. I've gone like a year and a half without going there, but uh, just sometimes when I want to jump start it, I'll get on one of those fucking ellipticals. I do it on the road or whatever, but uh, you know, dude, I, I, I give it, dude. I like booze. I like cigars. Right. I like steaks. I like all of that shit. That basically makes you die eight to ten years sooner than your wife. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And she's just fucking like, no, go keep eating the steaks. Keep <laughs> knock yourself out. Go crazy. No, but that's you know, that's one of those things though. It's like we die eight to ten years earlier than them and we don't complain about it at all. That's, no. That's because, you know, we're having a good time. Yeah, and the steak is good. A fucking steak. Dude, is this steak you, bad for you though? I think it's better than chicken. Some of the shit that, that they have in chicken now, I have no fucking idea. But I, I but like. But that doesn't I sound like, like a fucking workout, Bill. I'm, I'm just thinking, well, like, like. I mean, that doesn't. That's not sounding like a real workout. All right, I do. You the, walk around I, the fucking I, block. I, What's your I, cardio? I do this thing called the tens. The tens. Uh, something Joe Bartnick told me about. It's, uh, it's actually a boxing warm up. Ah. And what's funny to me is, to me, it's the workout. Right. That's the kind of shape that fighters are in. Like right. their warm up. Right. One aspect of their warm up. What they're doing before they is work I out. I am gasping for air, and like I actually lose weight. Is um, I haven't done it for a minute, dude. I've been real bad. But it's ten jumping jacks, ten burpees. Uh, then, burpees are a motherfucker. Then ten push ups, ten sit ups. 10 alternate leg lunges and then 10 squat jumps. Fuck. And then you do nine. Ah. And then you do eight and then you do seven. Fuck. And, and then in the end, then I skip rope for three rounds. And that's a warm up? No, that's a warm up for a boxer. Right. For me, I added the jumping rope in the end. For me, that is a devastating workout. That'll kill me. <laughs> Are you a good jump roper? I'm a shockingly good jump roper. Uh, you know, for a fucking uncoordinated white guy, yeah, I, I guess. But I mean, when I actually watch. 
people is jump roper. Is that what you call a jumper? I, I, I just know that like if you just saw me jump rope, you'd be like, Rappaport is. I think your fans want to see both of us jump rope in Batman costumes. American Giant sponsors the I Am Rappaport podcast. Go to American-Giant.com. Check it out. T-shirts, sweatshirts, American-made, American-manufactured, really good quality, soft, rugged, hoodies, sweatpants, all of it. American-Giant.com. American-Giant.com. The slogan for American Giant that we created is American Giant Clothing. Champion. Can't fuck with this shit, yo. Once upon a time, there was a new crossover that refused to play by the rules. It flipped the script and made all the others look like fools. Featuring styling that's sexier by far and handles like a rock star. Introducing the first ever Toyota CHR. Enjoy agile handling in the body of a seductive crossover that comes with standard 18-inch alloy wheels. The first ever Toyota CHR. The perfect ride to spin your own tail. Toyota. Let's go places.